morning everybody um i'm not promising this to be a particularly erudite um or organized podcast because i haven't had a coffee yet because we don't have any coffee um and i haven't plucked up the courage yet to go to the shop and get any some sort of lying here pathetically hoping that somebody's going to magic some up but that's never going to happen um so how to train your narc right now this podcast was inspired by an answer that I started typing on Cora to a question that somebody had asked. And the question that the girl had asked was, um, I told my my ex-narcissist that, no, basically she told him everything she thought of him, right? So she obviously they've had something to do on the doorstep because it was a child that they were exchanging the child over. And she basically gave him what for. And <clears throat> she said, she said that she's told him he's disrespectful and all this kind of stuff, right? She said, and then the rest of her question is, I don't understand though, because now he's being, and this is her words, overly respectful and polite. What does this mean? And I'm like, what, girl? What this what this means is that you've, you're training him. And then as I was typing that, I thought, that's fucking so true. And I, I hope I've got this in my my next book that's supposed to be coming out, No Contact, No Narc, because I, in No Contact, No Narc, I've structured it with 30 tips to... Um, instill and maintain the no contact lifestyle. And I think that's a really good piece of information to help somebody maintain no contact is to realize that no matter what you say to them, right, give or take reactions as well, but no matter what you say to them, you're basically teaching them what you do like and what you don't like. So zero verbalization at all, no conversations, nothing at all, uh, wherever possible, is the only way that you're not going to continue um, educating your narcissist on how to manipulate you. So, <clears throat> for example, um, when you told you this wasn't going to be very good, <laughs> when you're um, with a narcissist, let's say you're in, in a relationship with a narcissist, let's say you are in the love bombing stage <clears throat> and you're telling the narcissist all about your previous partners, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. You're training the narcissist then in how to be initially the perfect partner okay because they want to groom you and love bomb you seduce you <laughs> and again this can also work in friendships just take the sex out okay i'm sure you're not stupid um and so you're basically saying for example i'll give my exa- my example so my narcissist number one was very um critical of me um in the devaluation phase you know, nothing was good enough Dinner wasn't good enough. I didn't look good enough. I wasn't uh, giving him enough attention. Um, he didn't like certain things I wore. Um, so I was telling uh, narcissist number um, two all this. Narcissist number two is filing all this away, right? So he's now going to be complimentary about what I wear, yeah? Complimentary about my food. Complimentary about how I looked, right? So the opposite. So that then my brain would go, this guy is da, 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 the opposite of my ex, my my husband, my abusive husband, my neglectful husband. <gasps> he must be heaven incarnate, right? That's basic. That's basic. Um, that's basic nar- narcissist training uh, room 101. Um, you're also going to train them what hurts you and what upsets you. And... Uh, a lovely cold mint tea, nice. Um, what what upsets you? So when you're 
when they discard you for the first time and your reaction is to message and message and message and call and call and call and beg and cry, okay, you're confirming that you are what the narcissist hoped you would be, which is codependent, okay? That you would ignore the fact that this was abusive behaviour and that you were actually, sorry, that the discard was abusive behaviour and that you would ignore the abusive behaviour in your efforts to get the narcissist back. And you are telling the narcissist that you're emotional, you're un you're unstable, but you're unstable, your confidence is unstable, that's it. Your confidence is unstable. And even when they treat you like shit, you're going to apologise and beg, right? You've taught the narcissist that. It's almost like they've got this check checklist. Um, and, you know, they wander about with this invisible clipboard and how you communicate with them what you tell them you like and what you don't like, um, and your reactions to things, they're going, oh, right, excellent, correct. Uh, okay, mm, must try harder. Mm, yep, yep, correct. You know, and th th that's what they're doing. And then at the end of this checklist, you've basically handed them the how to abuse Lucy book or how to abuse whatever your name is, Sinead, or how to abuse Kathleen or whatever, or how to abuse Jimmy or whatever. You've handed them this handbook. And from that point on, they are the ultimate abuser. Right? They're the ultimate abuser. And you have absolutely no idea you've taught them how to abuse you. And you've taught them how to neglect you. And you've taught them how to love, bomb, groom. And then obviously later on, hoover you for more of the same abuse. Yeah, whether it's a bunch of flowers or a nice meal out or an orgasm or uh, vast apologies, they're all on the checklist. The narcissist just put those on there. Okay, and see that, that checklist? There's, there's pages before you and pages before you and pages before you. Other supplies. Other supplies. That's why narcissists get both better at being narcissists, but both worse. Uh, more dangerous abusers as time progresses from each supply to each supply because each of those has given their checklist to the narcissist and he's, by the time he's in his 40s or 50s he's wandering about with the bible on narcissistic abuse and we taught him that or we taught her that that's it's just so important why I really hope I've got that in no contact, no not, because it's got already gone to Penny. And if it's gone to Penny to be edited, it means I can't really change anything. Because if I change something, it means that Penny um, then has to edit the bit I change. Because my editing is atrocious, as anybody who has read Dangerous Normal People um, and The Notch would know. <laughs> um, the Forgivers Club was professionally edited, which is good. Um, and actually, just a quick update on no contact, no not, because my, uh, JB, my stalker troll, on Twitter was demanding, like, just like, you hate me, why are you demanding when, where my book is? Because like, are you going to buy it? Yeah. Are you then going to give it a one star review and push some abuse? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but they're so disordered. So she was putting on uh, Twitter, ha ha ha, uh, I, obviously she's telling me that she's seen me on Instagram because I was, uh, for the first time in three months, I had a drink, a drink at home and at the weekend and I was... Uh, I was very upset about something, um, which I've kind of got over now. 
Um, and she was, she's obviously spying on me on Instagram. So she went on Twitter and she was going, ha ha, I saw your drunken ramblings. I was like, aye, they were drunken ramblings. <laughs> That's not, you're not, you're not getting it wrong there. Um, I deleted the video, um, where I was talking about no contact, no narc and things. Um, and, um, no contact, no narc will be out. Really, it, the problem is, right, a lot of people don't understand. And I hope Penny's not listening to this, but Penny takes forever to edit my books, right? So when I say, yeah, it's coming out, right? It's only going to come out when Penny's finished, right? And I always underestimate how long she's going to take. And she's also a very busy lady. She's building it. She's bought a plot of land and she's building a house on Mull. Um, ironically, she's moved from her home to Mull and I've moved from Mull to here. Right. <laughs> um, so um, she's a busy woman, you know? Um, but, you know, I've, so I've handed no contact and no narc over to her. And although it's only like a sort of 30 page handbook, activity book on no contact, it still could take her a month or two, which is going to take us into 2023, which I really don't want. But the, the, so the Twitter troll was going, ha ha, you, you say you have money, then you say you can't afford to release Pretty Girls Gone, right? Oh, I'm like, why? Why? Like, it's like you're a hater, right? You hate me or she's sexually infatuated with me. And if you see the content, you would agree. Um... Why do you want to know when my next book is out? And why are you demanding for it to be out? Like, it's so disordered. It's just beyond disordered. I mean, a stalker demanding to buy your next book. <laughs> You're just like, oh, JB, you loser. Um, so, but what's actually happened there is Pretty Girl's Gone is edited. It's finished. I've got the cover. But I've actually decided not to publish it this year. Because, yes... I have the money, but the but the money I have is I've have prioritized for my house on Crete. And Pretty Girl's gonna be about a thousand pounds to get uh bound well, all the graphic design, then all the formatting and then um all the computer wizardry that my publishers do, um, and then have it actually released yada freaking yada. And I will never make the nine hundred pound back in a quick enough time to justify that. So a £900 could be my entire bathroom suite at, at the house in Crete. So, you know, I've sat and I've weighed it up. It's like there's no witchcraftery or, um, you know, smoke and mirrors. That's it. It's just like, well, I've got money. Do I chuck 900 quid at a book that I'm not going to make 900 quid back on? Or do I chuck it at a really nice bathroom in my house in Crete? I think we all know which is the right answer. It's called being sensible. Um, so the Twitter troll was ranting about that. And then uh, the, they've ranted that no contact, no narc doesn't exist and all this. And I'm like, right, okay, then tell my bank account. So I've decided to release no contact, no narc instead. Because I think Christmas and New Year, I'm sure, is supposed to be one of the worst times for breakups and also domestic abuse. And it's it's for it to be a book helping people stay away from a verbal, physical, psychological, coercively controlling, sexually abusing abuser. I mean, that nobody talks about how to stay away. It's assumed that we do. It's assumed that we will. Um, it's There's this sort of, well, just stay away then. And it's like, but when you've been with most abusers, use push-pull abuse, they use uh, hoovering and then, and, and they, they, they are drawn to and tend to attract people who don't let go of someone that they love easily, um, people who think they can fix them, uh, people who are truth-tellers and truth-seekers. So if you've got an abuser gaslighting you and posting things about you online and saying horrible things online and um, 
maybe messaging you and saying you're a prostitute and you had sex with my brother and all this and you're thinking what no one ever you're not just going to sit quiet you're going to go back to the abuser and want to argue it out and set things straight and have the last word or fix it or make them be bloody quiet right so no contact nine arc is is absolutely acknowledges the fact that most of us we don't just walk away the first time an abuser hits us or sexually abuses us or cheats it's it's for it's for the ninety nine point nine percent of abuse victims out there. So, it's more important than pretty girls gone, and it's um, a quarter of the price to release it because I'm doing full KDP. I'm not doing via publisher this time. Um, so it's just they, these are just sensible financial decisions I've made that I'm getting trolled on. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, um, sorry about the podcast being a game of two halves there. Um, like I say, I haven't had a coffee. So. Yeah, you tra- basically, while you're com- still communicating with your narcissist, you're training them. Um, you can obviously flex that and you can use that to manipulate your narcissist if you want to be ma- you want to be like them. <laughs> uh, I see a lot of people who are like, I want to be like my narcissist. I want to hoover and discard my narcissist. I want to cheat on my narcissist. I want to be the one to break my narcissist hearts. And you can tell these people are still really struggling and really unhappy and really angry and sad, but once you start going down to their level and, and, and deciding that you want to abuse your abuser, not only is it criminal, um, you lose yourself, you lose your soul because you wouldn't have been like that before you met them.